Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Twins and Orioles on a Saturday. A spectacular Saturday. Lineup card, Chris Atterbury, 1230. Corey Provis, Stan Gladden with all the play-by-play Today at 110, we'll have more on the pitching matchups and the Twins lineup a little bit later on. Even some highlights from uh, the Friday night loss. The one thing we do know is that the Twins and the Orioles have played some close ball games, with the exception being on that Friday night at Oriole Park at Camden Yards where the Twins won 8-1 to after a really tough series in Atlanta. And then they were able to beat the Orioles 1-0 and then fell to the Birds 2-1 on Sunday. So we move forward to Friday night, the 7th, last night at Target Field. And the Orioles win it 3-1 in 10 innings. What will today and tomorrow bring? Probably more great pitching and more tight ball games. And to talk about uh, the home nine and more is Doe Young Park, who covers for MLB dot com and uh, do good to visit with you it's, it's been a while and uh th- these two teams have played some very tight games and the pitching has been great yeah i think that's kind of what's naturally going to come when you have a team like the twins where like you said the pitching has been fantastic and um, even after all the hoopla to do with the uh closed door meetings and shaking things up and all that with the offense still hasn't really found that can found that consistency especially against a left-handed starter like cole Irvin. that's definitely been a uh, Point, a pain point for them over the last couple of years, and that's made uh, no real signs of changing. And I think we saw that again yesterday. But I think that's just kind of what naturally happens when you um, have a team that's built like this with the offense that's still figuring it out um, and uh, the pitching staff that's great. A lot of these low-scoring games, and that's kind of what we've seen here. I, I want to get your take on the Orioles. Uh, they, they struggled for so long. And cellar dwellers, perennial cellar dwellers in the American League East. They started to turn the corner a year ago, and, and now they, they've arrived. This, this is a good ball club. Yeah, this is a really, really good ball club. We were talking about this yesterday, actually. Is um, They are an example of a long tank gone right. And I think um, we've seen because of what the Astros did, uh, uh, like to go on this run that they've been on uh, with that long tank that they did, where they were just horrendous for a couple of years, and they emerged from it with all these prospects. Uh, it doesn't always turn out that way. Uh, I think we've seen that with kind of the, especially the Detroit Tigers of like this year and uh, the last couple of years, where they went through a long tank and they were supposed to come out the other side with like the Casey Mize and Spencer Torkelson and. Riley Green and um, a bunch of those guys, uh, Tariq Skubal, 
And it hasn't panned out, but the Orioles of now are, are an example of a team for which that has very, very much happened, where we were looking at this yesterday, and I mean, they've already got the dudes like Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, these just crazy, like, top 20 prospects up. They've got Colton Kowser. They called up another guy uh, even just a couple days ago. And then we're looking at the list, and they've got, like, four more top prospects left in AAA, like dudes that are in, like, the top 30 of global prospects. So this is um, – the pitching still hasn't sold me on Baltimore yet. I think uh, Tyler Wells, former Twins farmhand that goes today, um, is I think the best starting pitcher they've got in the rotation right now. But uh, there's so much young talent in that lineup and just coming up through the system. And it's just kind of crazy to see them all kind of coalesce right now. as They're all arriving. And they're already good right now. They were already good last year. They're already good this year. And there's still more to yeah. come there. Yeah. No doubt uh, they're right on the heels of the Tampa Bay Rays in the deep American League East where every club is over 500. The Red Sox bringing up the rear. They're three games over at 46 and 43. Back to the Twins. They're a game over at 45 and 44. And with the team hovering around 500, uh, there will be ups and downs. There will be frustrating aspects. But you alluded to it. The, the, The Twins starting pitching this year has stood out it's has been been as good as we've seen in a long long time and really it's among the the top starting staffs in the big leagues oh absolutely i think this is exactly what they had in mind um in terms of both both the consistency and the high-end upside when they assembled this rotation obviously the trade that sent Luis to rise to miami is going to be is going to be talked about and debated by by fans for years and years and years to come. That's totally fair. But you see Pablo Lopez the other day, complete game, 12 strikeouts, shutout. You know, that's the kind of upside you access in Pablo Lopez in the long term. I know the ERA hasn't necessarily been where fans might have wanted it to be all year, but there's a, a luck factor that goes into that. The uh, underlying numbers have shown that he's been one of the best pitchers in the majors. And then you got the guys like Joe Ryan, complete game shut out of his own a couple weeks ago. Bailey Ober, I think, has completed five innings in all 14 of his starts this season. And you can just keep going on and on about that. And uh, in terms of, like I was saying, both the upside and kind of the consistency, it's all been there. And you don't, and you don't think about the Twins' bullpen, especially with kind of how injured they've been this year and the struggles that uh, Jorge Lopez and Griffin Jacks have gone through at times as kind of a bedrock unit as well. But it's not just the starting rotation. When you look at the Twins pitching staff numbers, combining the starters and the, and the relievers as a whole, they're still the best unit in baseball. First in ERA, first in strikeout rate, first in OPS against, first in average against, I believe. There's a whole bunch of things where, uh, the, it's, I mean, obviously the starting rotation and them going really deep into games, eating lots of innings with a ton of strikeouts has been the bedrock. But uh, the bullpen hasn't exactly been a black hole either. And I think um, a lot of them have said this. It's the pitching staff that have really carried them this first half. And it's really tough to imagine where they'd be right now without the uh, kind of high-end pitching that they've been able to assemble and kind of maintain uh, as we get into the summer. And it's been a theme throughout the entire offseason leading up to this 2023 campaign is that the starting rotation would be deep, so deep that, that Bailey Ober wasn't even a part of the starting rotation when the season started. And he's certainly come up huge. Of course, uh, Tyler Malley's injury uh, certainly didn't help. And then, of course, Kenta Maeda has been battling health problems. But it looks like Maeda's right, and that would be huge in the second half for the Twins. 
Yeah, and that's got to come with a knock on wood, and uh, yep. just make sure that make sure that it maintains. I think I want to see more than three good starts from Kenton before I declare him fully back. And obviously, we've seen with this team how the health situation can be so so fickle at times. But like you're saying, it's crazy to imagine that this Bailey Ober was not in the starting rotation on opening day. Um, it's absolutely crazy to think back on that for a dude right. who's. Uh, quality starts in six of his last seven like i said five plus innings and in all 14 of his starts just the bedrock of consistency and uh that's not to mention uh the twins have a pickup in dallas keichel who's starting to make a little noise down in triple a um as even further depth beyond that and so uh like i said the injury situation can always be fickle but there's depth and there's depth and there's depth and um this is, uh, I think this is better than what they could have imagined, but this is certainly kind of one of the outcomes that they've had forecasted for all the high-end talent they have assembled here. W. Yenton Park joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. He covers the Twins for MLB.com. Speaking of Keiko, there is a decision looming where they, they would need to bring him to the big leagues or uh, allow him to move on and look for another opportunity. Is that about right? Yeah, and that's one of those things where it these situations on paper are, you know, you, you look at them and you're like, oh, where is there going to be room? How are they going to figure yeah. this out? Whatever. But the Twins' philosophy to this, and it's one that I agree with this, is when you look at this team the last couple of years, these situations have a way of working themselves out. And I think um, part of that signing was, you know, it's it's always good to have the option just in case he is needed just in case and then if there's a decision point that comes it's a good decision to have to make um and so uh there's obviously still some time left before that decision point comes and i think um you know they've got five good guys in the starting rotation right now but you just never know uh you just never know especially given how these last couple years have gone and uh i think that's a bridge they'll cross what if and when they have to cross that bridge as far as maybe a tough decision or trying to squeeze a roster spot or something like that all right, uh, we want to bring up today's starter in the Twins Lone All-Star, Sonny Gray, 4-2, and two, ERA, 2.5. Two Came out of the gate, a historically great start to the season for Sonny Gray. He's been really good, but uh, one of the bugaboos has been run support for all the starters. And Sonny Gray has been impacted as much as any twin starter by a lack of run support at times. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's just kind of part of the territory of playing with yeah. this offense this season, I think. Um, I, I don't think it's uh, – it's definitely not unique to Sonny. I think we've definitely seen him kind of feel that a little more. And, yeah. you know, it compounds with the fact that, you know, he's got the sparkling ERA, but he's the first to admit he's not felt totally right for much – for many of these starts in the first half where he had some of those lights-out outings at the start of the year and then – for a while, he'd be like, well, I'm going five innings, I'm going six innings, I'm allowing like two or three runs or whatever, and it's fine, but I still don't like feel X pitch or Y pitch, and it's been a while since I've been able to feel good about all my pitches. That's something that's turned around, I think, over the last two starts, or I think it was two starts ago, he said, yeah, I'm finally starting to feel a little more like myself again, like I feel like I'm super, super close, and then he, and then the start after that, he's like, okay, well, I feel like my stuff is back now, we'll see what I can do with this. Uh, I mean, but one thing that Sonny Gray has done well throughout the year is he has had this preternatural ability to keep the ball in the ballpark. He just does not allow home runs. Lowest qualified home run rate among qualified starters in baseball. And, I mean, that's that's kind of what he is as a savvy veteran right now. He's got a full six-pitch arsenal that he can kind of mix and match. So when one or two pitches aren't working, he can still figure out a game plan. He doesn't make those crazy mistakes. He can make pressure pitches to pitch himself out of jams. And, 
again, it's good because the offense hasn't been giving him much to work with. So he's finding himself in a lot of these close games and these pressure situations. And um, for the most part, he has uh, risen to the challenge for those. What a bulldog. What a leader for the Twins. All right, let's get to this lineup a little bit. It, it continues to be a struggle. Runners in scoring positions, I, I think as a result uh, of of the salary and the big uh, contract, Carlos Correa is going to be a lightning rod, but runners in scoring position um, just hasn't delivered, but that, that's been a symptom the entire ball club. Uh, he, he has stepped up at times, but you know, it, it, it's definitely a challenge for him, Byron Buxton and others. Max Kepler has certainly had his, his share of ups as of late, but it, it, it just continues to be a struggle. And Byron Buxton, by the way, got robbed, beautiful catch, three-run homer, would have turned the ball game around last night. So that's how it goes. And I think that's the biggest thing you have to kind of look for in the second half. I mean, the runners in scoring position thing is what it is. is what it, I know that's not what fans want to hear, but it's, a lot of the times the situational hitting does come down to a matter of variance. The strikeouts obviously haven't helped, and uh, that's something that really comes into play in those situational hitting and the situational hitting um, circumstances. But uh, one thing that they pointed out, especially with Correa in the leadoff spot now, is that he was just, you know, he, he him in particular, he was trying to make more of an emphasis on kind of trimming down the two-strike approach, shooting balls the other way when he needs to, I think he's feeling a lot better about the swing in that regard right now. Obviously, it's not fully back yet, but for him and for Buxton, who has uh, really stopped swinging through a lot of those pitches and has started to make solid contact, it's a tough, tough time to be Byron Buxton right now because he's making a lot of that solid contact. The process is good. The contact is good. And a lot of them are just finding gloves in the craziest displays. Cedric Mullins twice in a week. Um, playing Detroit where he got robbed of extra bases at the wall on a leap and grab um, on the last road trip. I think Nicky Lopez robbed him on a dive last week, um, earlier this homestand, sorry, against the Kansas City Royals. They're, they're thinking, they're, they're cautiously optimistic about the quality of the at-bat, especially with Correa using the whole field, um, again, shortening up with two strikes, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, Bucks is starting to make hard contact. Max Kepler starting to make better contact. And at the end of the day, I mean, going to come down I think in the second half to whether those three guys can kind of maintain this level of production that they have because the lineup looks and feels a lot different when you know you guys you got kind of the role-playing guys doing what they're expected to do but the difference makers are the ones that really have to you know make the difference and uh, we're starting to see signs of that but uh, whether they'll be able to do that with some level of consistency and whether there is a meaningful change um, that's coming into play there. That's something we got to keep in tra- keep track of as the second half starts to play out. Soon. I have a feeling Jorge Polanco's uh, injury has played a factor in all of this. He's he's a huge part of this lineup, in my opinion. Any news on his potential return? Where is he at? Nothing imminent on those guys okay. uh, with the Jorge Polancos and the Brock Stewarts of the world um, and Caleb Thielbar too. Uh, those guys, they're. They're working back. They're progressing. The Twins are being careful with all of them, um, especially given how uh, Polanco and Thielbar were injury recurrences and just given how how important a healthy Brock Stewart is going to be to this bullpen down the stretch and um, just kind of how little workload he had over the last couple of years. They just got to be real careful with all three of them. Um, the All-Star break kind of getting everybody off their feet for a couple of days and extending those timelines a bit will help. Um, but they're just kind of going through their progressions right now. Eventually, all three are going to need pretty substantial rehab assignments as well. So that's uh, 
So that's something where they're progressing, but a return to the the Minnesota Twins roster is certainly not in it. Well, Doe, good to visit with you as always. Thanks so much for the time ahead of the ball game today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, Steve. Good to hear your voice. All right, there he is, Doe Young Park, covers the Twins for MLB.com. Always a lot of great content. You can find that at the Twins website, twinsbaseball.com, and uh, you can also search him out on Twitter as well. Great follow in-game, post-game as well. Speaking of the Twins, we'll have a rundown of the lineup today, how they'll go behind Sunny Gray on a gorgeous day at Target Field. Picture perfect weather to close out uh, the pre-All-Star break part of the season. Once again, a matinee today, a matinee again tomorrow, and the weather looks ideal uh, for Twins games at Target Field. We'll have that uh, lineup for you in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins and Orioles lineup card. Chris Atterbury, 12:30. Corey Provost, Dan Gladner, with all the play-by-play at 110. Great day for a ball game at Target Field. Still time to get out. And if not today, how about tomorrow on a 110 start? We'll get inside Twins going at noon, following the huddle with Pete Nigerian and Dave Schwartz. They'll be on between 10 and noon. Then inside Twins, lineup card tomorrow at 12.30. Final game before the All-Star break at 110. And the Orioles are the real deal, that's for sure. Uh, Sonny Gray, 4-2 and two on the year. ERA, 2.5 on the mound. And he will be opposed by Tyler Wells today. And here's how the Twins are going to go. A sneak peek at the lineup uh, Danny will have a, a rundown of the uh, batting orders before the ball game, but uh, here's the sneak peek. Carlos Correa will lead off, and then it's Eddie Julian playing second base, batting second. Byron Buxton will bat third, he'll DH. Uh, the cleanup hitter playing at first will be Donovan Solano, and then Max Kepler will bat fifth and be in right field. Uh, Ryan Jeffries will catch and bat sixth. Batting seventh for the Minnesota Twins, Kyle Farmer, he'll be at third base. Joey Gallo will be in left field today and bat eighth. Michael A. Taylor will bat ninth and be in center field. Correa, Julian Buxton, Solano, Kepler, Jeffler, Jeffers, and then Farmer, Gallo, and Taylor behind Sonny Gray today. Big thanks to Jonathan Lowe. We'll be back following the ball game. Here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.